Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen to? You know, Spotify, Anchor, Apple, etc., etc. How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free. Who doesn't love free? And ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. That's right. Free platform, free sponsorship. What more could you ask for? So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, etc., go to anchor.fm slash start, anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. Once again, that's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Please get started. It's all love. This is a great space for the creative Anchor podcast. Once again, that's anchor.fm slash start. Will I ride? Will I ride? Yeah. This ain't no podcast, it is a broadcast. Yeah. Yo, this the smartest and dumbest you ever heard. Intelligent and ignorant, you heard it first. Sipping on this brown with a brown skin Cognac and caramel skins with time beard Who you love, who you hate, well let's talk about it The hottest topics and best believe we ain't going gothic Hotter than the tropics, you looking forward, you know we got it See the bigger picture, no microscopic We the livest, know you tuned in Yeah we know you tuned in, nothing but a G thing All we missing is juice and gin Tying up the loose ends, we ain't ask for your two cents Special guests every single day and still no new friends Calm down youngin', I know you see that we running I promise that this ain't nothing compared to what's really coming Andre, I ain't talking 3000, I'm talking drumming off the glass when I dunk it, it's geese, just say you love it. Uh, this that ignorant, it's true like, yeah, getting jiggy on the mic, one, two, one, two, this that ignorant, it's true like, you know, sports, social commentary, women in life, yeah, this that ignorant, it's true like, uh-huh, getting jiggy on the mic, one, two, one, two, this that ignorant, it's true like, you know, sports, social commentary, women in life, that's right. Sturdy here in France. Well, well, I would good evening from your side and good afternoon from mine. This is okay. the podcast. You actually caught me in the middle of eating a Twizzler, so. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> it's all good, man. I wish uh, I could have a Twizzler too. I haven't had that in a long time. Oh, wow. You know what? I haven't either. I was actually uh, watching my nieces the other night, and okay. uh, we, were watching, we were watching The Grinch. Okay. <laughs> and, um, I said, you know what? Let me go ahead and get them some snacks and stuff, and um, okay. put them right to bed in the middle of eating Twizzlers. So I'm currently eating one now. But uh, no problem. <laughs> yes, Ignorant Intelligent Podcast with your host Thomas Beard, aka the Most Jiggy, and I have my guy Abdul. Man, can you go ahead and introduce yourself? And uh, oh, <laughs> we can get going uh, right now, my man. Okay. Um... Well, thank you, Thomas, for the invitation. Um, I believe you saw some of my work on Instagram. I'm a film director from Brunei, but I'm mainly based internationally. So I travel the world a lot. And I was recently in Busan, South Korea for a year, where I was selected for the Busan Asian Film School, where they trained me in film uh, production and filmmaking. For about mm. a year, yes. So um, I'm a, I'm generally a filmmaker writer. So that's who I am. Wow, man. You know uh, what? What made you actually? Uh, what What age in your adolescent years uh, piqued your interest in terms of uh, television filmmaking, uh, and also being a writer and producer? What What, what actually sure. inspired you 
uh, to attack that kind of a dream or those kind of goals? Um, well, actually, uh, I guess I was probably in my early 20s when I decided I wanted to become sort of like an entertainer, I think. Mm -hmm. um, for me, I think it was mainly about expression. I really felt that I needed to express myself because I think as an artist, we all have this desire and need to express ourselves. So I think firstly, my, 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 my first outlet for expression came in the form of acting. I really wanted mm -hmm. to become an actor and perform. So um, I guess I was very lucky because I, I had, you know, like supportive family who wanted me to do what I wanted, but at the same time really had to be quite realistic. So I took theater classes and then I think it was from there that I decided to, uh, I think I was more interested in um, all of this uh, entertainment side of business and everything. And then yeah. eventually, turn to filmmaking yeah yeah and you know you said something very important in terms of uh your goals and your dreams mm -hmm. is being realistic about them sometimes i think that uh when, when we aspire towards uh, our successes that oftentimes we do forget that <laughs> you know we Absolutely. do have real bills we have real families we have real situations True, true, me. true. I, I knock no one's dream. I knock nobody's goal or ambitions. But at the same time, uh, we all have to, you know, take into account within ourselves to say, is this, you know, is this what really going to work? <laughs> right. Is this going to feed us? Yeah, absolutely. You know, so uh, although we're all in, in pursuing of things, we still have to take into account that would this be able to provide for me and my family in a sufficient yeah. way and a consistent way? And yes, uh, can, can you also discuss um, just the, the brand of indie filmmaking as a whole? Sure. What, what made you strictly get into that into that versus uh, like a mainstream uh, sure, film sure. or filmmaking? Right. Well, the situation in my country, Brunei, is very different to most other countries, being that you cannot really have a, a part, a full-time job. As, sorry. Uh, you cannot have a full-time job as um, uh, as a filmmaker or a writer or even an actor or singer, you name it. Um, a lot of us have like jobs on the side, you know, all mm -hmm. of us, a lot of us have jobs. So I think when it comes to this um, artistic uh, life, it's it's seen more as a hobby. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that doesn't really put like bread on the table. However, um, more and more of us, especially in the independent scene, are still, regardless, um, pursuing um, the idea of making art, making films, making, making you know, poetry, making books, you name it, just for the sake of trying to, you know, get the name of our country out there. So I, I'm doing the same thing. I'm not necessarily doing this for profit. But I do get, you know, I do generate income from the films that I make, which is very good. And I get to travel a, a lot for free, so it's very good. Yeah, and with that being said, you know, I think that comes apart with loving what you do. You know, yes, you absolutely. kind of don't mind uh, taking certain sacrifices, like having a part-time job on the side or even a full-time yeah. job on the side yes, while yes, you're doing yes. what you're doing. And the yes, age that's that true. Live, the age that we live in now uh, most people's career path is actually their side business or their side hustle, you know, True. and it actually provides another lane and other opportunities for them. And like you said, you know, you get to travel, you get to meet new people, you have Absolutely. experiences abroad. That's very critical in, in what's deemed as a quote-unquote hobby or uh, what's been conditioned in schools as an extracurricular program or activity. Yes. Yes. You know, so thankfully that we can connect with uh, one another anywhere around the world and actually connect physically uh, in real time and in a short amount of time. You know? Absolutely. So, um, can you just go ahead and, and talk about your accomplishments in regards to uh, film writing and film producing and sure. uh, the impact that had on your ambition going forward towards your next goals? Absolutely. Um, well, I think uh, you you mentioned that yeah, it, you have to be you have to like what you do, and I think I have to mention passion. <laughs> you have to have this ingredient 
in in what you do otherwise i don't think if you don't have passion you won't you know you won't accomplish anything without it so mm. i'm a sort of person i mean i'm a sort of artist who's really driven by that um i make i make stories i make i make films i i'm i'm usually driven by this need to to accomplish or present something through passion you know mm-hmm. um for example you know when i've been selected for many different workshops around the world and been able to represent my country and my works um you know i've been I've, you know i've notably i've been selected in the busan asian film school i was even selected under the american film showcase under the united uh, ucla university okay um, great and even the berlinale talents you know i was selected for tokyo talent so i've been traveling quite a lot and mm. i think that when it comes to tra- these workshops you have to you know you have to be firstly you have to be good to be selected that's for sure you have to stand out so i think when you when it comes to making something your own like a film or whatever work of your own or even if you're producing somebody else's film you have to be different you know you have to know you have to know how to stand out and i think that is very important in becoming an artist you have to know what's different you have to know you have to basically um be you know you have to not be like other people you have to s- sort of stay apart from what other people see or view your country as so that's what i try to do that's why independent film is a bit like that you have to be a, a bit <laughs> abstract from the norm i think so in terms of my works i think they're a bit like that my vanishing children documentary series is very mm-hmm. much on the different side of of my country like i'm portraying you know disappearing people <laughs> and making a documentary out of it when people from my country or other peer filmmakers are doing something maybe about you know the jungles or the mosques or or like you know traditional life whereas i choose yeah. to portray something different you see what i mean yes, so sir. i think my stepping that's my edge i i guess i use this edge as a as a weapon of sorts to try to get me out there and people not take notice of that so in film festivals you know i was in cannes recently a few weeks ago right, right. In, i in, think we we were talking around that time too so, right yeah exactly and that's why i was so busy i couldn't even talk to you back then <laughs> i was I completely uh, understand completely and i was extremely busy and i'm still am because i'm i'm that I was passion projects and being diverse. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. So, um yeah, as I was saying before I got cut off, uh I'm my my works are more towards uh an international audiences, towards international audiences because I've been selected in in many different workshops, so that kind of helps form who I am. and having worked a lot with korea this past year you know i i was you know very fortunate to be able to be trained i guess and work with them and i'll be coming back to to busan again so that that's a good place i mean korean cinema is really big at the moment you know mm-hmm. bong joon bong joon ho won a palme d'or this year at the cannes film festival for parasite his film and i was okay. i had the honor to meet him he's a very nice uh, film director and yeah he's made films like the host and okja on netflix so he's very very um well appreciated now so you know korea is the real big hub of asian cinema at the moment so i'm very honored to be part of that uh industry mm. and what i also what i also want to uh have you elaborate on sure like we like you were talking about earlier right diversity And I think mm. that when it comes to art in general, we we as us as artists, writers or whatever cuz I I love to write myself and I even think what I do now is kind of an art as far as the show goes because it's sure, of course different different voices, different um walks of life, people in different ventures, people who are trying to do things and that's kind of, you know, the reason why I started the podcast was not only to uh embrace my friends and what their endeavors were but also give uh you know pick my interests you know what are you into what are you about you know how did you come about this i've always been interested in other people's journeys and stories right right and i think that through voice uh, as we're doing now is a perfect way to portray that but you have to be 
you, you can't be ignorant when being an artist, right? You have to yes, get out of, of your own way when it comes you have to, to creating. About, I think. Yes, sir. Yeah. So can you just go ahead and just talk about that in terms of sure. uh, the importance of showing different sides of different walks of life on screen? Yes. yes. Um, I think, yeah, definitely. It's very important to be diverse and, you know, be very open to uh, embracing other cultures as well. Yes. not just our own I think that when you when when you when you are a filmmaker you have to be a sort of ambassador of sorts you have mm-hmm. to be a sort of diplomat so when I'm traveling to many different countries whether it's France or England or um, Korea or Japan you name it you know you you have people people look to you as a sort of representative of your country so you're showing a film from your own country. So you whether you, whether you of, like it or not, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you kind of have to embrace who you are as as a person from that said country, and you know share it with the world. And you also have to take into account that you you know you're gonna work with different people from different cultures, you know, different backgrounds. So you have to understand them too, and you have to even you know when you. When when I when I want to shoot a film, I always try to you know uh, maybe understand. Okay, maybe I can take uh, uh, this person and then put them in this film, and then maybe make it not just about them, but also maybe have different faces. You know, not just yes. one face. So and, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me. And and what you do with that is you present to the world that uh, there's more than just my viewpoint and my story and my culture and I think mm-hmm. uh, even in the states to a degree I'll even say just abroad it, you know propaganda is so powerful right and yes. sometimes when you don't have control of media outlets or uh, the finances to portray what you want to portray you kind of get stuck with the stigma as a citizen of that country or uh, of a certain community and mm, the, the mm. blessing of indie filmmaking and the blessing of the technology we have now is that okay. we can kind of take the mask off. We can kind of take the veil off of uh, stigmas and, and um, you know, certain stereotypes. Although film has shown that, but even more so now because we all have access to a camera, uh, the camera phone, uh, like you said, apps like podcasting, uh, Instagram. You know, mm-hmm. you can actually showcase your environment. You can actually showcase uh, who you are, where you're from in real time instead sure. of having a major uh, network uh, in, in television and film try to depict your actual community, your actual country and background and culture. You know, so it's very important that we own our creativity. But first and foremost, we have to own who we are and, and where we're from and be comfortable in that. Because to be an artist, you have to be comfortable uh, with who you are as an individual in order Absolutely. to give the world, you know, certain perspectives and certain viewpoints from other people's cultures, you know? Absolutely, yes. You, you cannot, def- I think you have to be very um, aware of, of the world too and of actualities like news and everything and also try not to, you know, um, well, I try not to stereotype my country the way this is portrayed sometimes. So that's why I make different films right. uh, as to what people expect them from. You know, I, I'm I'm doing a lot of like uh, metaf- uh, art house film. I'm probably the only art house director in the art house director from Brunei who's, you know, I mean, there are others, but I'm probably the only one that kind of goes outside Brunei. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And even so, I don't want to portray the stereotype you know of of what my country and is about as a matter of fact can, can you talk about can you talk about that like what certain stereotypes you feel okay and and things of that nature you're going to elaborate on that for sure um well when people say brunei i mean i know we're not a very known country yet but you know a lot of the um cliche is that you know we are very uh we are well off and we we have you know all of this wealth (laughs) of course we have petrol we have petroleum as a natural resource gas uh oil and gas sorry and yes uh we are a very small country we are a country of 445,000 people 
which is not even a million, mind you. Right. And, you know, we've divided into four states, you know, four areas. I'm not from the capital, which is Bandar Sri Begawan. We have a sultan who is the ruler of the country. And a lot of the Niger, you know, is jungle. So, and a lot of people have this, this, um, cliche that oh they're from Brunei so they must be like super super wealthy and okay that's not completely true <laughs> in fact mm-hmm. my films try to portray the other side of that anti-wealth actually so if you see all if you see any of my films like Vanishing Children you'll never see a house which is like um, two stories tall a lot of it is wooden houses and you know the real what real life in the jungle and people who live in in you know lower cl- lower classes uh, uh, live like, you know I, I tend to stray away from what people you know think of my country. When I go to film festivals, sometimes they're very surprised. They say, "Oh, I I always had this image in my mind that Bruneians live in wealth and and big 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 mansions." And I said, "That's true, <laughs> but not all of us. <laughs> not all of us. I'm not from the capital, so I definitely don't." Um, live in a, a huge four-story house, or you know, um, yeah. I mean, yeah. We we have people who are wealthy, but that's not to say the whole country is like them. Do you understand? But, but you know what it is for me. You know what it is for me personally, man. It's mm-hmm. it's all I, I, as I get older, I almost can't even blame certain people for their ignorances of of the world. You know, because right. If we live in a world, right, of good and evil, good and bad, or however you want to put it, just the law of duality and, and just the law, you know, of, of balance, why wouldn't mm. there be uh, poor people? Why wouldn't there be people of adversity and struggle amongst right, those right. who are wealthy as well? So, in my mind, I, I just always try to get that through people's minds, like, hey, man, you know, it's it's a struggle everywhere. It's a ghetto everywhere. You know, it's hardships everywhere. Not not even the wealthiest of, of countries or little you know sectors or parts of the world um, who even don't amass large populations I'm pretty sure in the nook and cranny somewhere or like you said in the jungles there are some people who have a traditional way of living or yes exactly. poverty, you know and, yes. and that's why it's important to have people like yourself out here doing the work right you know right. you're not necessarily looking for the paycheck that, that's good that you get complimented with you know your accolades and you get to travel but yes. the most important thing is putting out the image like hey we all go through things man we're all not perfect we all have hardships I'm pretty sure uh, those who are wealthy where you are from you know most of them you know probably had something handed down to them but I'm pretty sure a hand select few went through some kind of adversity some kind of oh. way you know so sure. we have to we have to acknowledge not only within ourselves the uh, the negative things or the flaws and things of that matter, but we have to look at the world in a way where to say, you know, we're flawed too. There's flaws everywhere. You know, we have mistakes and, and things we can't take back uh, not only within ourselves but amongst each other and even, like you said, worldwide. So why not come to a cultural understanding? You know, if you have right. positive influences, if you have positive uh, things going on in your craft or in your world, why not interject that into the culture of the people who you say are struggling or who voices aren't heard? Give them something to enrich their culture and their voices, you know? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and, you um, know, so, yeah, go ahead, sir. Uh, I mean, um, yeah, that's definitely it. We have to also show the hard, you know, the hardships of life, you know? We can't just show that it's that easy. Especially if you're, you're, you're artists you artists yeah. suffer for their art you know i think, social, I think I, social media you know not to cut you off but i think social media also enhances uh false perceptions to a degree you absolutely, know yeah. everyone's living a certain good life and taking good mm. pictures and it's all smiles and you know people living their best life you know but <laughs> in actuality man it's a bit you know, superficial yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, indeed, man, indeed. Out here, man. You know, life is rough, man. and I think that uh, the reason why I connect with so many people on so many different levels is because I always come from an authentic place. You know, whether I'm doing good or I'm struggling or going through things, yeah. uh, you're going to hear that. Even with my shows, I actually showcase that. You know, that 
you know, we have adversity, man. We have peaks in our life where yes. we take dips. So can you just talk about um, what adversities did you uh, suffer or go through in order to get to a point where you're actually stable and able to have a uh, well-balanced career as we speak? Well, that's very easy to answer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, well, I had a lot of I had a lot of haters too at this, and I had a lot of people who doubted me, and you know, a lot of them are shut up now because they see how much I've improved. You know, even when I started to make really low budget films back then, a few like seven, six years ago, you know, I wasn't. I wasn't technically, you know, technically, I'm talking from a technical point of view, perfect, you know, and I was lacking in a lot of like um, uh, technical things like how to frame, uh, how to frame your actors or the lighting, etc, etc, etc. Nowadays, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely, thanks to Korea and all of the workshops I attended, I, I've learned a lot and, you know, I definitely produce much more in, in um, deep and meaningful work you know mm-hmm. um, I I had a lot of people back then who were very critical you know it, what what's what's uh, what's a country when you don't have people who also criticize people? Uh, picking up where we left off just talking about how you know your haters was your motivators, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true, true. Yeah, so, so uh, just go ahead and keep speaking on that and, and as far as your uh, the adversities and things that you went through to get to where you are. Right. Um, yeah, so, yeah, the haters, they will always um, doubt what you do. But what I had to face the most uh, when I was starting out was actually criticism and even doubts from my own, you know, cousins and family. That was the hardest. Mm. I think you can take criticism or like um, judgment from other people who you don't really know. But when it comes from your own, you know, family, it's it can be quite hurtful. So I remember one particular aunt who I will not name. <laughs> um, <laughs> she she was really like doubtful about when I started out. Like, is this really? Do you think this is gonna last? And do you think you're gonna like keep on making films because it must be quite hard you know and you know i for me i i thought it was you know obviously she may have thought it sounded supportive but i i definitely didn't really see that as supportive at all and i thought it was very uh, condescending and so i decided to you know like take that not at heart at first but then you know use that as a sort of uh wound you know like a salt to the wound and and you know and that wound eventually you know healed and became uh, you know stronger so I, I showed that aunt and I think she knows till today <laughs> that I actually managed to um, what's the word defy her expectations <laughs> so I think one of yeah. the great things as an artist is to defy expectations of other people because a lot of people will always you know the dark horse as they say uh, is the is the horse that will that people would normally not assume to win, but but in the end they win. So I I, I see yeah. myself as a dark horse. Yes. And what it is too, you know, is a lot of people like to project their insecurities and exactly. their fears and their doubts on exactly. you. Exactly. Exactly. And it takes a very resilient person. Sometimes you know we all have that self doubting you know we all have doubt there even when we are uh, at a certain success point within our craft we still mm-hmm. have a I can be better I can do better what am I doing you know you're always going to be your worst critic exactly um, how, however we can't let uh, other people's constructive criticisms define us in our totality right. you know yes. um, whether it be family associates or friends even I kind of went through that uh, over I'll say seven, eight months recently, just kind of, um, you know, breaking down who's genuinely there and who's not, who's genuinely supportive, who's not. And am I being uh, as supportive and as encouraging to myself? You know, oftentimes we forget that as well, you know, to uplift who we are, uplift ourselves, even in the uh, face of, you know, doubting friends and family. 
you know so I, I ultimately think uh, it comes down to discipline it comes down to uh, really believing in what you're pursuing and like you were talking about um, earlier it's all it's always about the passion the passion will always push uh, the criticism the doubt the fears the anxieties the passion will always push through because no one sees the vision uh, that you have for what you're doing you know absolutely that is true Thomas yeah absolutely I agree with you on that 100% we actually have to have a lot of strength from inside and we have to believe in ourselves a lot even though it's very hard sometimes and you do kind of feel that you kind of want to give up but I think that the true true people who love their art are the ones who you know persevere I think perseverance is is very important in in our field of work yeah you know what man I I remember I was in about the sixth grade and and I'll never forget you know my English teacher her name was Mrs. Mm. Spots and Mm -hmm. uh, the neighborhood I grew up in man everybody knew each other you know the end of that era mm-hmm. where your neighbor was really your neighbor the teachers knew the neighborhood they knew your aunt and all of that stuff and um she she had us you know do spellings and stuff and that word to this day uh represents my whole character uh to to a level where I, you know words don't even fit you know perseverance is I think you I really think you have to be born with it man I really think that's something you don't learn certain things you don't learn absolutely I, I truly feel certain things are just innately in you right and for some people to be honest with you I feel like some people just have a spirit that's not as strong as other people true that's true you know and I think that's why uh being strong in your spirit and being strong in the mind is so important mm-hmm. and great leadership also is very important yes because a great leader will always um navigate you through your fears a great leader will always navigate you uh through those no's and i don't know and you know you're double dutching with your thoughts and your ventures a great leader will pull you out of your environment will pull you out of that broken mind that broken spirit and lead you to confidence and and lead you to abilities that you didn't see in yourself so you know I, i ultimately think man perseverance definitely matters but also uh, passion, not being um, not being so defensive when it comes to constructive criticism. You know, you have whenever you're pursuing something great, you you have to have that. Otherwise, you, your work isn't respected. Yes, you know. Yes. And, you, you know, maybe going on the, on a mini rant, but I, I <laughs> firmly believe that we have to have love, passion, great leadership, and we have to have people to help other people get out of their own way in terms of successes. You know. Yes, definitely. We also have to take criticism as well. I used to hate it and I used to be so sensitive to it, but then sometimes we need it. We cannot be our own critic. We have to have another point of view. And I think, yeah, you're right. We need to be, um, we need to have people tell us what is also wrong. And we need to also accept that even we as creators can also get it wrong. So making mistakes. Yeah, it's an acceptance, right? Yeah, exactly. Making mistakes is very important anyway. Nobody's perfect. I don't even believe in a perfect filmmaker. We all make mistakes here and there. But it takes criticism. It takes people's feedback to make us a better, better artist, I think. So we need to be open. Yeah, it, not only as a better artist, mm. but better individuals. Yes, yes. You know, what? what are we as people if we aren't living to be um, I wouldn't say perfect but to be the best version of who we are you know I mean I'm 26 man and, and you know as I'm getting older and the more people I come across it's like you know people go their whole life um, not seeking knowledge of, of bettering themselves so many people are comfortable with their ignorance so many people are comfortable with uh, complaining about what they can change and you know every day i make a conscious effort man whether it's baby steps or big steps every day i try to do something challenging or do something uh that's uncomfortable or do something that makes me think outside of the norm in terms of culture and like you said art and passionate people right you know um 
I'm just I'm just very keen on that, man. Never being afraid to change for the better. Yeah. Even in the worst of times, Don't you know, afraid. sometimes we can go through things. Yeah. 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 We can have such an adverse. Some people have such extreme adverse backgrounds that you know we have to be mindful of that. Like there's people out here who have it worse than us, yet we are still out here afraid to fail forward to be the best, uh, the best version of ourselves. Because we don't want to accept the criticism that comes with mm-hmm. it. You know, it's a lot of ego and a lot of senseless pride out here, man. You know? Right. Indeed. Yeah. And I think that ultimately gets in the way of the art. True, true. That's definitely you true. Know, um, uh, we have to You know, so be... can you talk about... Oh, yes? Yeah, go ahead, Abdul. Oh, no, no. Um, we also have to be like... Um, we also have to accept it, uh, criticism, because... It can also uh, reflect who, who, what kind of person we are too, not just in terms of a filmmaker, but it also helps us see who we are too, I think. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, b- before we do wrap up, I wanted to ask you a couple critical questions, you know. Um, when it When it comes to filmmaking in general mm-hmm. give me your, your top five tips as um, as an indie filmmaker you know as far as what to put into a project what to look for when creating the project uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and what it takes as, the, as a team because I'm sure you right. have a team you know what does it take as a team to be successful uh, in right. your industry and within your projects uh, just as a start absolutely um, well um there are directors who who direct and then there are directors who are also writers and I'm, I'm more on the latter I'm more a director writer uh, I think the most important one of the most important keys to filmmaking as an independent filmmaker or whatnot is to have a good story I think you need to have mm-hmm. a very good story I think storytelling is very very vital to any project, whether it's a book or a song or uh, a film or a, a, a piece of artwork, I think everything has a story to tell. Mm-hmm. And I believe that the best stories are always the ones that come from a personal uh, side. And that, mm. that's a tip I give to every single you know aspiring filmmaker that I meet, even in my own country. You know, I have a very good following. People look up to me and the younger generation always ask me on Instagram, how do I make a good film? How can I, you know, how can I bring it outside? And I, I get touched when, I, when I'm asked these questions. And I always tell them that it's all about the story. Always take a unique edge and make it into something of your own. Give it your personal touch. It's like, uh, it's like a, a filter. Think of it as a filter, like rocks, mm-hmm. okay? The water that comes through the filter is basically you. And anything that gets filtered in through the rocks is the imagination. So what comes out on the other end is the story. Think of it like that. I'm always very metaphorical in, in how I, I talk. But yeah, I, 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 I always... you know what as a writer and as a as a guy like in that in that lane, I get it, man. I, I totally get totally. it. Sometimes it's hard to turn that part of us off, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. Sometimes it's too. I talk too artistically. I talk but, too you much. Know, too. <laughs> <laughs> but I it's know, all man. about make it as as image as image uh, based as possible, right? Sometimes people don't right. get it. So try to I use know, image. Right? <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I keep telling people story, giving it your personal touch even if it comes from a dark place even if you suffered from depression you know i've i've personally suffered from depression when i was starting out because i didn't know where i was going but i turned that depression into a story i used characters like ghosts and monsters to represent what i was feeling and you know i made it into a story and every time i finish a short film i feel so um relieved you know like you've just given birth or you've given like you know you've made a building you know what i mean yeah because you finally released all of that that you were going through all of that energy you were harnessing 
All of those thoughts. All of those. You as a writer understand that too, right? Yeah. That's a lot of people don't understand how important emotion is when creating. Exactly. You have to tap in into a sector of your emotions a lot of people can't tap into, which I think Mm. personally is a gift. You know, we all, like you said, y'all have our gifts and things like that. And I think when it comes to writing and storytelling, Mm-hmm. You can you can really tell and gauge who's really tapped in fully into who they are as a person because it'll reflect in their writing or in their story. Absolutely. You know, whenever so you true. watch a film or whenever you read a book and it seems it's like it's a little off or you know you can't really follow it or it doesn't seem or the flow isn't right, that lets me know that they weren't really disciplined in tapping into a certain part of their emotions to tell that story right? right because some things are authentic some things are truly just unique versus being written out or having a great team produce it some things show through a book or show through the screen from that person's raw emotions and raw feeling yes true that's so you know, true and I, and I think that we have to do that when telling the story and, and giving out our art and giving out our crafts because yeah. it will show through the product sometimes people are not brave enough to go there so that's also one problem so you have to also try to venture there you know and yeah. I guess I'm not afraid of that when it comes to um, what I write or what I express in my films you know what I mean yes, so I think it takes that courage I guess and also yeah once you have this passion when you work with a team like I do I have a film editor, I have actors, I have a sound guy, uh, I have all these lighting people. When when you present them with a story and they know that you have a good story and they know where you're going with the story, the confidence and that you know the objective that the director or writer has can can show, and people trust that person. And and I keep telling people it's like being a captain of a ship or a pilot of a plane you know where you're going so people inside the passengers they trust you do you get what i mean yes completely yeah. and, and with that being said you know um once you keep showing people because it's not going to happen right away right exactly you have exactly. to keep proving to people that your work is valuable you know exactly. that your talent is valuable and it means something to them because yeah. You, you, the reason why diversity is so, is so important in our lives is so that you can connect to other people who are different from you. Absolutely. So diversity breeds a comfortability in other people, right? So I'm not afraid to talk to a Korean guy. I'm not afraid to be around uh, the Spanish guy or the Mexican or the mm-hmm. African-American. Why? Absolutely. Because I'm so comfortable with who I am and I've exposed myself to uh, a variety of knowledge, education, and also people, right? Mm-hmm. Because the most, the, the more diverse our environment, the easier it is to accept other people in their cultures as well. Absolutely, that's so true. That is you very know, true. So it's very, it's very imperative that the younger kids are listening, and even uh, our age bracket and older. Uh, I don't care from eighty to eight. Get a diverse environment. Go travel. Go do something. Join a community service group. Uh, get 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 familiar being comfortable around people who aren't like you because then when you tell a story or when you project a story uh, such as what your craft is it'll come off not condescending it won't come off stereotypical or it won't come off as disrespectful you will have a genuine uh, perception of another culture because you truly understand it because you're comfortable in it absolutely so before we wrap up man can you just talk about you know your next goal or any next projects uh, right we looking um, forward to yes uh... I, really oh, right. love, I really love people who are into their craft and love what they do and i have no problem expressing it in their way doing it their way and having success in it abdul man I, I really appreciate anybody who reaches back out and come on the show because, like you know, people have lives, people are busy, uh, you know, people might not even, not even trust other people uh, on their platform, you know. So I, I definitely appreciate all the work you're doing, the people you're inspiring, and uh, just man, you have you have you have an 
an impact on people to share their vision, you know? Mm. Thank you. You know, so just know you greatly appreciate it, man. And uh, all the awards are definitely earned for sure. (laughs) So is there anything else you want to say to the people as far as your future projects or anything? Um, I'm just, yeah, I just want to say that I, it does take a lot of work. You cannot get where you are sometimes or where I am without, you know, without work. You cannot expect things to fall on your, uh, in your lap because at the end of the day we have to work we have to we have to go out to people we have to reach out to people we have to we have to work if we're a filmmaker we have to write constantly we have to we have to assemble a team we have to we have to we have to use up a lot of energy to also make these people believe that they're on the same page you know that the passion mm-hmm. is there and i believe that a good director is also somebody who knows how to share their passion and make other people believe in it even if it even if they don't really believe at first i think it's about trying to persuade them we can move mountains basically and getting them to believe yeah. it, it's hard but if you love what you do like i do uh, I've, you know I, you can make it happen and i'm glad i've also managed to uh, inspire the younger generations of filmmakers in brunei and you know in other film festivals and i'm also very 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 grateful to be a diplomat of my own country and travel to many different countries and meet many different people and who have still till now remained friends of mine you know i'm coming back to france a lot i'm coming back to england you know america sometimes and yeah you know i have friends i have network you know i have relationships that i've built from and from that's my very own, important you know. in terms of success Yes, ex- yeah. exactly. Sometimes it's also who you know. You need to know many people to also they can help you introduce you to other people and what what not. You, you know, it's all about reaching out, not being afraid to be as you said amongst people you're not used to being with, you know. It, it's it's all about being comfortable, you know, hanging out with other cultures, hanging out with other, you know, people whether they're from a different background, religion, etc. You have to because if you don't if you don't have those quote unquote uncomfortable uh, interactions or uncomfortable conversations with people mm. right then how can how can you ever project your art right how can you ever um, share information or share knowledge with people or have people follow you when you haven't even experienced other cultures and other people and actually accepted and actually um, honored and appreciated those same people you know so you know in, in this life we have to be uh willing to be an open book you know we, we have to be an open book out in this world man the world just be caught up in the same chapters of life you know yes exactly so yeah i mean you know, once again man you know I, i really do appreciate you for coming on You're and, uh, and just sharing your story and all and all that you believe in and the people who believe in you even when even when they did in that one point i'm pretty sure those same people came around right <laughs> yeah it, it it gives me some satisfaction to know that they're watching me and sometimes in film festivals thinking oh my god he did it <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. so yeah yeah because sometimes sometimes you know we don't and what i found out is like as i got older especially within my community you know the african american community sometimes we don't know how to show love you know mm. sometimes we don't know how to support because we haven't been loved or supported Right, right you know that's true so as we, so as we get older and in the quote unquote haters are your motivators um I, i get that mantra you know i get that people may hate on your success or your journey or whatever you do but in the same breath like you say it's always a flip side a lot of people don't know what love is a lot of people weren't shown how to love a lot of people weren't shown how to support how to encourage how to uplift so it's up to us And, and the people who are doing the good work in the streets out here and, and whatever their craft it's important it. that we show people how to love how to care how to uplift how to motivate how to inspire and and if you can't do that uh you know i don't know what you're living for man because we all have to um bring people around to a more positive life and way of living uh with, with whatever we do you know that's true I guess we we I guess it's also important to show that that um, we need to also show and reflect a mirror to society and say yeah sometimes 
what we're doing is not easy but i think i think it's all about hum- human uh, the human relationship i guess too showing that we have to also be quite close and show them that what we do is art but it's also about the type of uh, world we live in i mean art is also about showing the human condition as well so mm-hmm. yeah Yeah, you know, do it, man. Once again, I thank you for coming on. Thank you so much, Thomas, for this too. It's been a pleasure talking to you finally. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, you know, but we've all been busy, man. Like I said, I've had uh, personal things going on with me as well. Also, I'm just trying to get the website up sure, for the show and different things of that matter, and just trying to really get everything organized going forward, as far as how right. we produce the show, different ideas, different concepts I've been coming up with. So. You know, every now and then I do take breaks from doing the show to actually do deal with real life. You know, so. <laughs> yeah. And um actually contribute something to the show that's worthwhile and and give people something to listen to that's worthwhile versus just pop culture or the common hot topics, you know. I really sure, want to sure. give people introspective interviews with uh very in-depth people. You know, so thank you. Well, let me know um when it well, when you do let publish it or something or I don't know how podcast I definitely works. will thank you yes I definitely will I'll be, in, I'll be in contact with you and hopefully I can get you on the show sometime soon uh, within this year man I really appreciate oh, you for no, reaching no back problem. out no problem let me know I should be less busy hopefully <laughs> alright now once what again time it's, is it it's, it's actually uh, about 2.40 Will I ride? Will I ride? Yeah. This ain't no podcast. It is a broadcast. Yeah. Yo, this the smartest and dumbest you ever heard. Intelligent and ignorant, you heard it first. Sipping on this brown with a brown skin Cognac and caramel skins with time beard Who you love, who you hate, well let's talk about it The hottest topics and best believe we ain't going gothic Hotter than the tropics, you looking forward, you know we got it See the bigger picture, no microscopic We the livest, know you tuned in Yeah we know you tuned in, nothing but a G thing All we missing is juice and gin Tying up the loose ends, we ain't asked for your two cents Special guests every single day and still no new friends Calm down youngin', I know you see that we running I promise that this ain't nothing compared to what's really coming Andre, I ain't talking 3,000, I'm talking drumming off the glass when I dunk it, it's geese, just say you love it. Uh, this that ain't the red, it's true like, yeah, getting G.E. on the mic, one, two, one, two, this that ain't the red, it's true like, you know, sports, social commentary, women in life, yeah, this that ain't the red, it's true like, uh-huh, getting G.E. on the mic, one, two, one, two.